Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're going to be talking all about cloth diapers. The world of cloth diapers has evolved far from safety pins and rubber pants into a land with myriads of options. Fortunately, we have Heather Holt to help us untangle the offerings, tell us about the benefits to your baby's health, the environment, and your wallet, and give us a bunch of great insider tips. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by the first eight days of being a mom, a day-by-day manual on taking care of the new mom as well as her newborn. Get a 10% discount by going to thefirst8days.com slash birthful. That's with the number eight, thefirst8days.com slash birthful. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, mamas and mamas-to-be. I want to thank you once again for all the love you're giving the show and send a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so we can get it in front of so many more mamas. If you want to go the extra mile, please leave a review and I will be forever thankful. All right. Today, I have Heather Holt here with me. She is the founder of Lovaboos, where she's been helping families with natural parenting options since 2008. Lovaboos was born out of the desire to help families navigate the vast array of unknowns on the journey of parenthood, including the world of diapers. Heather's desire to teach started many years ago when she was a dance instructor. Once her second son was born, she dove into cloth diapering with both of her kids and realized how simple it could be with a little help. So she set out to help others discover the rewards of the simple of this simple life change. Since then, Heather has expanded her knowledge to baby carriers, maternity bra fittings, and more recently, she's trained to become a Lamaz childbirth educator. Hi, Heather. Hi. And we, so yeah, we were just together doing this Lamaz childbirth education training this past weekend, which was sort of serendipitous because we had talked about doing this show way, I think, more than a couple of weeks back. Yes. So that was exciting to talk to you now after, after like, spending the weekend together. Yeah, um, definitely. And getting all that information. So cloth diapers. Why would an expectant mom or a new mom consider using cloth diapers? Yeah, well, we find that... Um, there's really three main reasons why parents usually come to us. Um, one, a big one right now is, um, you know, environmental, just concerned about their impact um, that they're going to have through having this little one and um, what all of that entails. Another big one is financial. People come to us, you know, they know that they've heard you can save a lot with cloth diapers, um, which is certainly true, and we can help with that as well. Um, And then the last one is actually for health of the baby. We do have a lot of families that come because they're just concerned about the chemical content, not only in diapers and wipes, but, you know, of everything they're going to be using with their little one. Um, And it's not uncommon. We've even had pediatricians actually send people direct from their office saying you need to switch to cloth diapers because their little one's just having a real adverse reaction to the disposables. Um, Those are some severe cases, but those are really the three big reasons that we have families come in asking for help. Mm -hmm. How much would you say on average, and I'm sure you've done the math on this, Mm -hmm. how much do they save money-wise by switching to cloth? So on average, um, you're actually going to save around $2,500. 
Um, and one thing I always like to tell parents when they're agonizing over um, buying all their diapers at once, because it's different than disposables where you're buying them week by week, and so you're putting a little bit more up front. Um, one thing I love to tell families is even if you buy the most expensive diaper that we carry in the store, you're still going to save around that much, and it only goes up from there. So um, it's just really nice to know that you have room to figure out what's going to work best for you in that, too. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so that's a big number, though. That's a lot of money. It is, it is. And, you know, another one I should add that we also get asked is that um, in Rochester, New York, we actually run the diaper service as well. Um, And so that's something people wonder, will you save over disposables? And in the long run, you actually do save a little bit over um, disposables using the diaper service even. Um, One of the factors that people don't realize is that – children will stay in disposable diapers usually six months to a year longer than they're in cloth diapers and part of that's because they just can't feel the wetness of the diaper. Um, Disposables are designed really well to keep them very very dry. They're constantly working on adding more chemicals to make them drier but the downside to that is potty training. They don't um, you know they can't tell that they're wet so they don't realize there's a reason to be changed. So that factors into it as well because as they get bigger, diapers get more expensive and you get less of them. Um, So that can really add up a lot when you get into the pull-up stage. So our families that use service or wash their own save a lot on that end too. Wow, that's a great point because it's true. They are more uncomfortable. And this is a tangent, but we had our experience, we did Montessori and at the Montessori, the the Nido, so the, like the for toddlers, they would actually put the kids in little um, cotton underwear. Yes, mm-hmm. just to have them be aware of to help in that process of potty training. And they had a little cute little bathroom with a tiny teeny toilet. And I love yeah, and it was very cute. Like whenever they had an accident, it was like, oh, you had an accident. Let's change you. Like no judgment, no anything. And yep. That gave them a very safe environment, but it, it didn't matter if you did what kind of diapers you did at home. There was that. So it did impress into my mind how the difference of them realizing, that them being the, the kids, the, the toddlers, realizing how uncomfortable it is to be wet and that, oh, I better do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. I always like to tell families, too, you don't realize it, but you you kind of you get to know your child's system a whole new way when you use cloth because you tend to start to discover when it is they are actually going or when it is sometimes, you know, there's times where they just kind of trickle throughout the day and then there's, you know, after they wake up after a nap, maybe they flood a diaper. So that all of that is, I think, kind of fascinating to learn when they're young. Um, it's just a whole other way of being, um, you know, attuned to your child. But then also... Um, it really, really helps a lot in, oh, I know that this is going to happen at this time, so if I can just get the diaper off before it happens and get them close to a potty, a lot of times it's a real natural transition to potty training. And we'll tell families, even if they are choosing to use disposable diapers, um, you know, sometimes you can use the cotton underwear or even stick a cloth insert in the disposable if they're not sure about switching to cloth, but they want that same feeling of wetness, they can stick the cotton right in the diaper, the disposable diaper, so they can still get that same feeling, but the parent's not giving up their comfort of using the disposable. So there's, you know, there's really something you can do to work for every family. Hmm, that's a great trick. And it could be, you know, a family that already went through 
did the first year or so in disposables and is now thinking, well, at this point, changing might not be where we're at. Having something like that is a great trick. Absolutely. And, you know, that's a common misconception. You know, I'll have families that come in the store, you know, with a four, five, six-month-old saying, oh, I wish I would have done cloth diapers, feeling like it's too late. And I really love to tell families it's not too late, um, even if you're just going to do part-time. When we switched over, we used disposables with our first, and we switched when he was actually two and a half, and then we had a newborn. And that's when we switched and started our journey with cloth diapers. And um, I, because I'm a numbers person, I still figured that with him I still saved about $400 before he potty trained, even after buying everything. So it was still a financial benefit. Um, and also it just ended up being a system that worked really great, and we've learned a lot more since with the environment and the health of the baby. But um, it's there's definitely no judgment when you come to us for advice wherever you're at because we've been on all paths, and I think it's really important to, you know, just help families wherever they're at and whatever they're comfortable with, whatever that means, testing out the cloth diapers. And before we move on to the nitty-gritty of the diapers, no pun intended, um, <laughs> let's talk quickly about the environmental benefits. Like, let's throw out some numbers of what the benefits are of switching Absolutely. to Absolutely. I think this is kind of fun. I usually like to congratulate parents when they're having their first baby that they are about to change almost 9,000 diapers. A lot of people don't realize, but that's how many you will go through on an average of two and a half years. Um, it's still currently the third largest consumer product in the landfill. They're estimating about $27.4 billion are in a landfill. Um, and what this kind of hit me one day because it's easy to throw out like, oh, this is in the landfill, that's in the landfill. But it's out of sight, out of mind for us. I mean, around in our area, there is actually um, this landfill that you can drive by that's this big mound of dirt and has a little... Um, outlet up top that lets out all the fumes. Um, but other than that, we don't usually actually see what that means. And it kind of hit me one day that when we had switched to cloth diapers, um, you know, our first child's diapers, all of them were still sitting in a landfill, and they say it takes between two to 500 years to decompose. So literally every diaper that we've ever used is still sitting somewhere, and it could literally fill our house. That's how much garbage we created with him, and it's still sitting somewhere. So that kind of, like, really stuck with me, just since we don't usually see it, having that visual um, stuck with me. Um, the other thing I think is kind of fascinating is just to talk about what one child uses um, to make those diapers. It requires about 20 trees, 60 pounds of chlorine. Um, there's also actually crude oil. There's two-thirds cup crude oil in each diaper. It's about... 420 gallons of petroleum and um, it literally generates about one ton of garbage so it's kind of amazing when you think about all that goes into um, those diapers and then if you add that with your concern for cost savings and you think about you're literally just you know throwing that all away it's pretty astounding and I think it's great to just bring it up into you know my environment environmental uh, heart is cringing over here thinking uh you know we use disposables as well and they're all there on that landfill um so i'm and, and granted this was 10 years ago where the sort of new movement of cloth diapers wasn't kind of just getting started yeah yeah mm -hmm. so at that point it yeah. wasn't it wasn't 
so okay so let's jump into the the all the <laughs> diapers that are out there because they have the cutest names and they look so gorgeous then you got fussy bums and bum genius and rumperoos and thirsties yep. and cushies and all the names are fantastic um break it down for us where do we start Sure. Um, well, I, you know, thinking about this and preparing, I'm like, we'll see how, how well we do. You know, the biggest thing and the biggest motivation for us to open the store was to help families get their hands on these. That's the biggest thing we see when people come in and say, I just had to get my hands on them. I've been reading. And, um, you know, it is great if, you, if you're in Rochester, stop and see us. If you're somewhere else where you have a local, especially an independent, because you've got a passionate family behind um, behind carrying these and will help you along the way, you know, get your hands on them. That will help. So describing, I mean, there's really about five different ways to cloth diaper now. And you can, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you you have wiggle room financially to find what's going to work best for you. Um, and I, And we highly recommend trying a variety of different diapers. Um, you want to be careful reading online reviews of all these and seeing what the best diaper is because it's almost as if you're buying jeans. Imagine reading reviews of what other people say are the best brand and the best style of jeans. You know, it would be impossible to grab one and try it on all of us and have it fit all of us the same. Like you'd really need to, there's, it's just that individual. You really need to try on and see what works best. So um, kind of in going through those, um, we like to start a lot with showing families that what's called an all-in-one. Um, and I think I did send you some links, so I don't know if that's helpful to have those on. Um, yes, I will. I will put them on. Up. Yeah, I'll put them all on the in the show notes on the website. Okay, great. Yeah, so an all-in-one is literally that. It's everything all together. Um, it's pretty much like a disposable that you put it on and off like a disposable, and then you throw it in the wash. Um, really great for a family that's just transitioning to try or if you have that spouse who's very concerned about trying cloth diapers or grandparents um you know grandparents go either way some are like yes that's what we did it's awesome we fully support it and some are like are you nuts you know we didn't have disposables you should be using disposables so um so having an all-in-one is great to um kind of get started also really fabulous for daycares. A lot of times they require something like that. Um, I always tell families, don't, don't ask your daycare or your child care provider if they take cloth diapers. It can be like a swear word at a daycare. So instead, grab an all-in-one and bring it one day and say, I have these new diapers. I'm wondering if you will use these. And once they see it goes on and off, just like the disposables, you'll give them a super cute little wet bag to put it in when they're done. Um, you know, usually they're great and really supportive. So it's a nice to know that those can be good to have for that. Um, the next type of diaper is called a pocket diaper, and we're kind of going from most convenient down to most basic diaper. So the pocket diaper is, um, it also goes on and off like a disposable. There's just a step beforehand. You have an insert, that's your absorbency, and then the pocket diaper will usually have a stay-dry inner layer that goes against the baby's skin to help um, soak moisture away and an outside waterproof layer. And you'll take the insert and just stuff it in the pocket opening of the diaper and then put it on the baby. Um, 
Now, when the baby when the baby needs to be changed, she'll just take the diaper off off the baby, and then you just pull the insert out of the diaper, and then that just like the all in one was a one time use. You'll put it in your waterproof bag and wait for laundry day. Um, those are also great when you have them all set to go to a child care provider or someone who's just needing something that really works like a disposable. What's great is all of the diaper options now usually either close with Velcro, which you'll also see referred to as Aplex. Velcro is actually just the brand name of Aplex, um, and or Snaps. So they're very simple to put on and off. Um, how are we doing so far describing? Do you feel like you're getting an idea? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask you. Okay. So with the pocket diapers, you still, like you put the insert in, and for observancy, and the kid uses it, and your baby uses it, and then when you take it off, you take the insert out, but you put everything, the the outside and the inside, yeah. in the wet bag to laundry. So it's a one use. Like You've you got said. it. Because they've actually, um, you know, they've actually gone to the bathroom right on the diaper, the inside of the diaper. So you won't want to put that against their skin again. Right. So you will wash the whole thing. Um, and then you have what's called an all-in-two. Now, keep in mind, if you are looking online, um, even some on our website, we try to break it down a little more, but you'll see a lot of, um, you know, just letters. So you will actually see AI, AIO and AI2. Like, that is something that you'll see. So we're talking about an all-in-two now, which personally I think is kind of a funny name because it's really, you have two pieces. It's not, nothing's all together. So... Um, I think it's kind of silly, but um, some families refer to them as insert systems, but most commonly you'll see all-in-two. So an all-in-two is where you will have an outside waterproof cover, and um, and none of these covers are anything. The fabrics have really, the fabrics that they're using now, um, you know, have really evolved, so you don't have the same thick rubber pants. Sometimes we'll still get someone coming in asking for the thick rubber pants, and we're just say, no, 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 that, you know, it's changed. Um, so you'll have this waterproof cover, and then you'll have an insert. Now, the all-in-twos can be popular because the inserts, oftentimes families will use natural or organic fibers, um, or you can use something with a stay-dry layer, and basically that insert just lays right inside the cover, and then you just put the cover, you just close it up on the baby, and when you take the diaper off, you can actually just remove the insert and use the cover again. Now, these are really popular in that you can keep using the outside outside cover and just replace the insert. So it's a little bit more affordable than some of the single-use options, um, like the all-in-one or the pocket. However, um, oftentimes, especially with a newborn, the cover will actually um, still get messy every time. So sometimes you still are changing the whole piece. So that's, again, why it's important to try a variety. Don't get stuck on one one type of diaper, but try a variety and see what works best for you and then, you know, jump in head first and, um, and stock up on what's the best option for your family. So that is an all-in-two. Um, any questions that pop out to you about that? No, and I want to do like a really quick review just to go over it because I know that yeah. at this point it's like, wait a second, wait a second, it's getting overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Especially so, just talking about it. It's definitely hard without seeing, yeah. Yeah. So the all-in-ones, to make sure I got it, is it's like a full cloth version of a disposable kind of thing in it. that you just put it on and take it off in the same way and it's a unit and you wash the whole unit. You got it. 
Then the pocket diaper has a pocket in it where you put an insert, and then so you're basically having to do that one step of stashing something inside and taking it off after use for washing. Mm-hmm. And then the all-in two is the so it's a different insert from the one that we use for the pocket diaper. It's a different shape. Is it bigger? Um, no, actually, the shape is typically very common to the pocket diaper. Um, the difference is quite often pocket diapers have a fabric that's called microfiber. And microfiber is actually very absorbent, but it's so absorbent in that um, if you put it against your skin, people will always say, oh, this feels weird. Um, it actually is pulling the moisture from your fingers, and we'll do the same from the baby's bottom. So that's why you stuff it in a pocket so it has um, a stay-dry layer between that absorbent insert and the baby so that their skin is never touching it. So for the all-in-two, if you're going to use a microfiber, it would have like a stay-dry fabric sewn to the top or it would be an organic cotton or hemp or something that is safe to put next to the baby's skin. So that would be a little bit different, but the shape is pretty much the same. Okay. Yeah, I didn't actually know that that the the microfiber would wick moisture from the skin as well. So that's a great tip. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to know not to put those pocket diaper inserts next to the baby's skin. Um, we'll see that sometimes when families buy their stuff, you know, from a big box store. They'll just say, oh, yeah, I was told I can just keep reusing this and just put more of these inserts in, and their baby's going to end up with a really severe rash if they continue that. So important to know that little tip. Very good. Absolutely. Okay, so we have all-in-one pocket diapers, all-in-two. What else is there? Um, the last one is the um, just traditional pre-fold diaper. Um, now, they're called pre-folds because they actually used to be um, big, large squares of cotton it's called flats, and some people still use flats, um, and you would fold them down to be um, this, you know, smaller shape, So it was, and now they you know, they started just sewing them like that, so they're called pre-folds. They usually have a few extra layers on the inside. Um, at Lovaboos, we actually custom manufacture ours so that um, you can get a small diaper, but it has an extra um, four layers of fabric on the inside, so it's very absorbent, but you get a really great fit. So with a pre-fold diaper, um, and you can take a whole date night to YouTube pre-fold diaper folds, and have a blast play, you know, playing with a little doll and practicing different folds on a pre-fold diaper. There's so many ways to fold it. Um, most popular that we see in our area is either using what's called a snappy diaper fastener. It's almost like an ace bandage. Um, it's got the little claws like an ace bandage would, but it's shaped like a Y, and it just fastens the diaper from one hip to the other, and then the middle piece just holds the middle part of the diaper up. So it fastens the diaper on the baby, that's the snappy, and then you put the waterproof cover over top. Now, same as with the all-in-two, when you change the baby, if they, the, if the cover is just wet, you can use it again. If it gets soiled, um, then you can, then you would just wash it. But it's another option where you can just use, reuse the outside covers and just keep changing the inside. Um, another common way to use the pre-fold is actually to tri-fold it. So you just fold it, um, you just fold it in threes and then lay it right inside the cover. So it almost becomes like an all-in-two mm-hmm. um, that just has those two pieces that you put on and take off the baby. Um, they're very popular in that they're just basic. They're um, 
affordable for anybody. Whenever someone says, I, you know, I wanted a cloth diaper, but I couldn't afford it. It's like, honestly, if, if you really needed to, you could get yourself in cloth diapers for definitely under $100. And they may not be your favorites, but some people actually prefer pre-fold. So, again, it's just very individual, and trying a variety is the best way to figure out what's going to work best. And these snappy fasteners is what's come to replace the safety pin, the dreaded safety pin that exactly. our mothers mm-hmm. used to use. Great. That's right. Good. So the prefolds, and I've, I love the fact that you brought up the YouTube video idea of looking, mm-hmm. because I know with the prefolds, you can do different ways of arranging them in the diaper to say, be more observant and more aware of a boy's anatomy versus a girl's anatomy because they pee in different places. Exactly. There's even one I found out there. I think it's called like the diva fold. And I thought it was pretty fun. It's actually how to fold a prefold on a baby that insists on being on their stomach all the time. So you actually put the diaper on with them laying on their stomach and they don't even realize they're getting a diaper change. And I thought that was pretty fun because we all know, you know, you picture you're going to have this little baby laying down that you're going to change their diaper and then they can move on their way. Well, that's not always the case that they really want to just lay there and have their diaper changed. They have things to do in their little toddler lives and, you know, diaper changes get in the way. So it's kind of fun. There's YouTube videos on different things to do with active children, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look up the Diva Fold. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called the Diva Fold. So, okay, once you've gotten, how many diapers do they need? So typically with a newborn, um, you're, ideally you want between 24 and 36 diapers. Um, and because they, they go through a lot. That's going to get you through a couple days of washing. Um, and, you know, it depends on what type of system you're using. So that's how many diapers you will want. And then if you're using a cover system, with a newborn, it's it's really nice if you have 10 to 12 covers with a newborn. Um, if you're doing a mix of some pockets and all-in-ones and some pre-folds and covers, you know, usually you can do, you know, five or six covers. And then if you're having a mix of pre-folds and then a mix of pockets or all-in-ones and kind of get away with that. But the biggest things I tell families are if you're going to have a mix of diapers um, besides just the trial period in the beginning but long-term is if you can – Pull them out of the laundry and kind of set up your pockets and all-in-ones in one in one pile and your cover systems in another pile because going between the two systems can get confusing. But if you're trying that out, you know, I say use all your pockets and all-in-ones until they're gone and then start using your pre-folds or all-in-twos. That way you're in the habit of reusing the cover instead of accidentally throwing it in the wash because you're switching to something else. So that can be really handy. Just set up those two piles, and then you're good to go testing things out. Okay, good. Um, I have heard, and and here we might be busting a myth or not, um, like, like the analogy that you brought up earlier about wearing jeans, that size does matter even though... That So there's the idea of, like, the cloth diaper that a two-year-old is going to wear is not going to be the same size as the one the newborn is going to wear. And with the Velcros and the Snappies, sometimes you get the idea that you could um, snap it down so that it fits a newborn. But somebody brought up the analogy once of, like, yeah, you could be wearing jeans that's five sizes too big and cinch it with a, with a belt, but it's still not going to 
do you justice? Yeah, yeah no, that's a really good um, thing to bring up. You know, when the one size diaper came out with pockets and all in ones, you know, it was really, really popular. But I, I find it interesting if you look at anywhere, if you look at stores or manufacturers, and um, especially if they've been around for a while, what they carry the most of, what they make the most of, is what consumers are saying we want, we need. So, um, pretty much all manufacturers that came out with one size diapers also came out with a newborn diaper. So um, it used to be that diapers were all sized, newborn through extra large. You know, you bought, when you bought fuzzy buns back in the day, you bought four sizes of fuzzy buns, you know. And um, so it really did add up to a lot. I have to say they do fit great, the size diapers. Um, and I was a big fan. But you know, by the time we had our third child, most brands had moved to newborn in one size. And they do that not so you'll, they can convince people to buy newborn diapers as well as one size, but it's really consumer demand that, um, you know, we see families in store, and again, more as cloth diapers get more mainstream and they're finding, you know, big box stores carrying just one size, they'll buy those, and then they'll come in and just like month after month, their diapers still don't fit. And you just see this disappointment of, I really wanted to start cloth diapering on my new baby, but they just, they're enormous. We hear like, my baby can't put their legs down because the diapers are so big. They're just hovering above the bed. And, <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, you are trying to snap down this big diaper onto a little baby. Sometimes it works. Some brands better than others. But, um, but again, consumer demand was saying we need a small version. So almost all companies make a newborn and then a one size. Now, newborn is going to be the shortest time that you have, um, you're in those diapers. You know, some babies we've seen as fast as four weeks. That's exceptionally fast. But some are in them for four or five months. And that's a long time to have diapers that don't fit and leak. So we really encourage our families, get newborn diapers, get a set of newborn diapers, figure out what you like in that stage. Um, you know, do a mix. If you're worried about cost, get some all-in-ones and get some pre-folds, you know, do what works for your family, but try, try a mix because, you know, the a friend told me when I got started, she said, you know, the most cost-effective best way to cloth diaper is to get diapers you like and use them. So if you, if you, if you try to just get one size or just get pre-folds or something, and then you end up using them and they leak and you, and you hate them, then you're not going to use everything you bought and you will have thrown away all that money. Instead, try a mixture of things, figure out what works best for you, and then invest in that. The other really great thing about buying newborn diapers is they resell really well. We do a consignment sale a few times a year at the store, and most newborn diapers easily resell for 75% um, of, what, of what you paid for them. So when it's all said and done, you literally paid the same amount as you would have on two boxes of disposables for a set of beautiful brand new newborn diapers. So um, once you resell them and you can use that for other baby stuff or size up to the next size. So definitely we see a trend with that, buying newborn and then, and then one size. Um, and then that usually gets you through potty training. See, this is one thing you would never consider unless you're in it, doing it, that your newborn diapers have resale value. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So tell <laughs> yes, me. And we start getting calls saying, are there newborns? Are there newborns? People really look look to buying, re, you know, resale newborn diapers. Uh-huh. Tell me about hybrids. Yeah. So hybrids um, would kind of fall into that all-in-two category. And there's actually um, 
there's a couple brands that we have carried. There's um, Flips and also um, Grovia, and they have a biodegradable insert. Um, the Grovia one, I tend to like a little bit more just because it has a little bit of an elastic gusset, which kind of holds things to the baby. Um, gussets become your friend when you cloth diaper, things that um, hold things in a little better. Um, and basically, once the baby goes, then um, that's an option that you can just throw away. Now, one thing that's good to know about biodegradable anything is that it needs to be um, disposed of properly to really biodegrade. So it really needs to be in soil. Now, most families aren't going to do that. Um, you know, they're just going to throw it away, which is totally understandable. Sometimes you would not want a soil diaper in your backyard or if your area doesn't have a special place to throw those away, some some don't because they don't want to deal with any human waste. Um, so I think more we see families using that hybrid method if they're using diapers, they're using cloth diapers, they want to travel or something's going on with the baby system and they're using a non-cloth diaper safe rash and so they'll use these biodegradable inserts. They do only have about 3% of the same chemical content that a regular disposable does. Um, that's the sap, the gels that um, that absorb. So they need to have some component of that, but it's only about 3%. So that's nice to know that option's available. Mm -hmm. And are they, like, is that part that's biodegradable, is that flushable at all? I know that wouldn't be biodegrading, you know, it's not in soil. Well, there, but... is, there is a diaper, um, there are what's called G-diapers, and they do have a biodegradable insert um, that is flushable. You do need to tear it apart and swish it in the toilet, and you have to remember because it has, um, it still has some of the gel in there, it does expand, um, it still can expand, and actually... Um, cause some cause some plumbing issues. So okay. you want to be careful about that. Okay. All right. So you got all your diapers, and then now what? Like, what are things? How do you wash them? Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So you've got all your diapers, um, and then common accessories you'll need. Usually, you'll throw everything. So you say you change your diaper. Um, it's good to point out because, you know, nobody ever really wants to talk about it, especially before. Um, but, you know, you do need to figure out what to do with the solids. So when you do just have a new baby, just breastfeeding, everything's water-soluble. You don't have to worry about anything. It can all just be washed. Um, so most families will keep a waterproof bag or a pail liner in a pail. And once you use a diaper, you'll just throw it in that waterproof bag or your pail. And um, once you have enough diapers, you'll actually just put all those in the washing machine and you'll do a cold rinse and then a hot wash with detergent. Now, detergent is really important and you can check the site. There's some safe options, but that's the biggest thing we see families um, kind of mess their diapers up with. You really want a safe uh, cloth diaper safe detergent. So um, then you'll, you'll wash them and then you can either line dry or dry. Now, all manufacturers have different washing instructions. That is a little bit overwhelming. We tell families just to keep it simple and do that and do that wash process. But um, but we also say read the instructions and make sure you're comfortable. If you know if you have a brand that says never dry and you want to stick with that, then you know then definitely look at that. But we haven't had an issue just washing that way. So 
Um, that's kind of what we do. And um, if you have a baby who's on formula or started solid food, you can use disposable liners that just lay on top of any diaper, and the solids actually just stick to the liner, and it's almost like a thin dryer sheet, and then you can just throw that in the toilet. Um, otherwise, I highly recommend a toilet sprayer. It connects right to the toilet, the clean water supply, and you just spray off the diaper in the toilet. Um, I would not cloth diaper without mine. My husband is much braver and could go without, but um, that's a necessity for me, and you'll use it all the way through potty training because you just spray it right off. Um, so that's really that's really useful too. Um, but that's really it. A lot of people worry about the washing, but I always say it's the best kind of laundry because you wash it, you dry it, you use it. I don't know about you, but we have so much clean laundry that just never gets folded, sorted, and put away. But with the diapers, you wash it, dry it, throw it in a basket, and you're on your way. You don't have to worry about folding and sorting and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, see, now I have a question. If you have several different types of of diapers and that have different washing instructions instructions can you following this instructions that you give like use it for all of them or is that going to get you in trouble um typically you'll be fine just washing that way um but there's like there's some that have changed you just got to keep an eye out because some will you know at one point you could throw them in the dryer and then they change to say you could only line dry them so um, it's always good to read the labels and just check but I mean it's similar with clothing when you know a fabric is recommended to dry clean but you're familiar with the fabric and you know it's going to be fine in the wash it's kind of your decision if you want to just you know follow each company specifically in their instructions and if that's really important to you you might want to consider finding you know trying if you find what you really like and stick with the one brand so you can stick very specifically with their washing instructions um, but, you know, if you want to live on the edge, which I guess I do with the laundry, then <laughs> you're usually fine to just wash and dry and use. Um, so, and then, you know, environmentally, it depends on where you're at with that too. You know, obviously there's a whole, a whole lot you could say about drying. So some people might prefer to line dry just for environmental reasons. So you can certainly do that too. Right, right. One last thing, because I know this can be an issue, um, about the butt paste that you use for your child and how that can affect the observancy or, or of the diaper itself. Absolutely, yes. I totally ruined my first diapers. I was out there winging it, did not know what I was doing. So you, I did everything wrong. So that's why I like to help families not do it all wrong. Um, you do have to be careful with your diaper rash cream. And even if something saying it's natural and cloth diaper safe does not necessarily mean that is the case. So um, especially things with zinc oxide, um, sometimes things that are just even really high in oils like coconut oil and, and olive oil and stuff like that, um, basically they can leave a film on the, on the diaper. So we do, you know, if you want to check out some brands you know are safe, you can check out the site because we do have some on there. Um, and sometimes even just, you know, giving stuff a little bit of a trial yourself if you're trying something out. But most of the mainstream ones, like the butt paste and zinc oxide, has a lot of zinc oxide, the desitin, A&D, triple paste, aquaphor, all those things. They're made, if a cream is made to create a barrier on the skin, it's going to do the same to the diaper. So all of those are made to coat the skin and so that, you know, moisture can't penetrate, and they'll do the same on the diaper. 
Now, interestingly enough, we had a pediatrician in recently that was saying, you know, they've really started recommending that their clients don't even use um, some of these barrier creams because they're finding that families are not, you're supposed to wash them off after every diaper change, but they're not getting it all off. And so the diaper rash is actually a bacterial infection and the cream is holding it in and making worse rashes. So in general, you want to be careful with the barrier cream and use them very sparingly, but especially with the diapers, it will ruin the diapers. Okay. What are your some of your favorite brands? You can go ahead and name it. I don't have any like sponsors. <laughs> what, wait, what was that? I don't have any any specific sponsors. You can go ahead and oh, name the, I can say the brands. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's funny because we get asked a lot, what, what's the best diaper or the best brand? And I really like to tell people, you know, so much is marketing. Like so much is where. Um, what brands are reaching for, you know, obviously, you know, Bum Genus has really become like a household name and that's really their market is just kind of mainstream and um, that's who they're reaching for. Whereas you have a diaper like Happy Heinies, which um, their their market was Hollywood. So they were more at red carpet events and marketing that way. And, um, you know, I find for myself, um, I really kind of fall in love with the the companies um, that have great products, but then also just the company behind it. Like Blueberry Diapers is a really popular one in our store. They're honestly, they're one of the higher end diapers. And it took us a little bit to add them because we weren't sure, you know, when you could buy a, a Bum Genius for nineteen ninety nine and then a Blueberry for the same um, concept of an all-in-one is twenty nine ninety nine, And we can't keep them on the shelf. Families just love them. And it's, it's, really fun for me because that like the company supports um, families and retailers and small business they make their products in the US the husband and wife still run the company and so they're you know they're a really fun one to me um, Thirsty's is another great company really popular they're all made in the US as well um, really honestly honestly like everything that we carry um, is a brand we feel like we can stand behind. And, um, you know, there's so many great work-at-home mom diapers, too. Um, they're just, you know, you're more finding them here and there. For us, it doesn't always fit the best into the store because we're needing families that can come in and get, you know, all the diapers they need right then. So it's not always um, quite where we can carry all those in the store, but you, you can certainly find things like that. Um, the biggest thing is um, these days you just have to be very careful as this industry has grown, of course, like anything, it's starting to be picked up on overseas that, you know, this is really popular. So you're starting to be able to get diapers direct from China. So when you start seeing things come up where you see diapers, like something that would usually be $20 for $2, you really need to say to yourself, like, why is this so cheap? They can't just be because everybody on the state side is trying to rip us off, but starting to see like some of these diapers coming in, they're not tested, they're not certified, they have lead content, formaldehyde. Um, so just, just be really cautious of that, that you're, again, if you have the opportunity to have a small business in your area that does this, like go there. They're families that are really invested in this and they know the companies, they know what they're carrying um, versus just buying something that, you know, you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know who's been making it. So I would say just make sure you look into that. If you have the resource, um, it's really, really nice to have that available to you. Fabulous. And you mentioned work at home moms. And I just wanted to clarify that that's like moms that sew their own diapers 
at home exactly. and sell them like on Etsy or eBay or something yep. like that. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that most of the diapers that are out there, that's exactly how they started. Fuzzy Buns, Bum Genius, they were just moms sewing at home and, um, you know, finding, you know, filling a need, something that was missing, and they've grown to larger companies, but that's really how they started. Fabulous. Thank you so, so much, Heather. So if they want to find you, if they want to find you and know more, how can they contact you? Yeah, if you want to find us, definitely go to the website, www.lovablues.com. Um, if you're in Rochester, we'd love to meet you. So come visit us. We're over on Winton Road. Um, but our phone number, email, all that kind of stuff you can find on the website. And, you know, definitely reach out. Um, we're happy to help you. And we we do actually run a great diaper trial, which we ship all over, too, where you can actually test diapers out for a couple weeks. Um and we can explain all that to you, too. But that's a good way to get started and figure out what's going to work best. Because that also lets you try out different brands and see what fits. Exactly. I remember you telling me one story when you went from one kid to another that diapers that worked on sort of like the movement and anatomy of one child, then those weren't fitting properly on the other child. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And boys and girls, too. We have two boys and a girl. So you know, we saw changes there as well. So um, resale is definitely your friend. I'm a big fan of you're done with one, sell it off. You find something different the next time if you need to. But, um, yeah, it can definitely change from child to child. Fabulous. Thank you so, so much. Oh, you're um, so welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Mamas, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts. And if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, please let me know. Stay in touch by following Birthful on Facebook or Twitter. And even better, become a part of the Birthful community by subscribing at birthful.com. You'll get access to bonus episodes and other exclusive goodies. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Mighty One, did you know that if you started listening to one birthful episode per day at the start of your pregnancy, your baby would be about three months old before you got through all of them? That is so much birthful. So to ease us into the summer and to help you catch up on your listening, we're going back to releasing one episode per week instead of two. Now you know.